You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. I mean, we're not going to like do it yet. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? Don't worry. All right. So today we are breaking all the rules on e-commerce <laughs> marketing school. We seem to be doing that a lot lately. I'm actually excited to introduce my one and only mom. Hey, mom. Hi, Dan. <laughs> yep. Carol Jabawi, AKA my mom is here to fill us in a bit on family history and the evolving world of retail. I haven't shared much about this before, but my grandpa on my mom's side actually ran what I would call a side hustle retail store in Plymouth, Massachusetts for years in the 1950s. It was called Milton Gellers. And I actually have this store signage hanging in my house. I'll have to tweet that out when this goes live. But mom, what an honor to have you on the show. I'm excited to bring you into the spotlight today. Well, Ben, it's exciting to be here. Oh, great. So let's start with Plymouth, because not everyone listening is going to be familiar. What's Plymouth, Massachusetts all about? Plymouth is America's hometown. That's kind of the logo. It is a quaint, quaint little town, or it used to be when I was there. It's, it's big now. But there's a beautiful waterfront, and millions of tourists would come to Plymouth during the summer um, to see Plymouth Rock, where the pilgrims landed, to go on the Mayflower. And it was amazing for all of us growing up there because we worked on the waterfront. My brothers were guides. I used to wear a, a pilgrim costume and a gift shop. And then when you'd go uptown, it was, you know, it was like on a hill, uh, you'd be in town, but it was just Main Street. It was a small Main Street. And, you know, there was one drugstore, there was one, a Woolworths, it was a gift shop. There were two clothing stores, maybe a pub. Yeah, small so town. It was typical small town. Awesome. So grandpa, the thing that I know about him or we always used to talk about him was that he was an optometrist, right? So he would, and I remember driving down main street and seeing the Milton Geller optometry sign. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. But then he like, tell us the story. Then he decided to launch a retail store too. Yeah. So, you know, he came over from Ellis Island with his family settled in New Bedford and grew up there. And his brother-in-law actually opened a men's clothing store, David Owls. So he must have had that on his mind. He married my mom, gorgeous, flaming redhead, and they were both very fashionable. So my dad probably thought, well, if he could open a men's clothing store, I can open one. And there was only one other clothing store in Plymouth, which was very nice, but it was men's, you know, ladies. And mom and dad always dressed very fashionably. And so I guess he, in spite of the fact that he went to Philadelphia College of Optometry, he wanted to open a store. His optometry office was upstairs and the store was downstairs. Wow. Okay. So he had like both spots on Main Street where his retail below Milton Geller's clothing right. and then optometry above. Amazing. Now, uh, tell us, like, what was he actually selling? So he really sold everything very high end. I remember my brothers and I used to use that, you know, the thing that would measure your feet, that metal thing. 
So he shoes, accessories, you know, expensive men's suits, men's shirts, men's casual wear, bathing suits, everything that a classy man would like in those days. Amazing. Oh, here's a hat. Here's a typical. Oh, yeah. Show us. Show us whatever you got. This hat. Awesome. From the store. I remember I at one point I had a suit of his. It was like this, like this flannel style or checkered suit. It was super cool. If you remember that yeah. one. Yeah. Cool. So I think before we like, I want to, this is e-commerce marketing school. Obviously I want to talk about how he did marketing back then. And then, you know, how things have evolved to today, but any funny stories about the Milton Geller shop? Well, yes. I think the funniest was, you know, so he had a tailor who was an Italian immigrant, loved him. His name was Pompey Stefano, and Pompey used to give us dimes to run across the street and get an ice cream cone. He had a regular salesman who must have been kind of like a bland guy because I don't remember him. But I guess maybe at Christmas when he was busy. He brought in one of his buddies to be a salesman. His name was Eddie Baylor. And Eddie was a real jokester. I remember one time he went to my father's garden in the backyard. Eddie brought in this huge eggplant and tied it onto the tomato plant. <laughs> and dad actually thought he should, eggplant been, grew. he should have been famous for growing an eggplant on it. He was very naive. Anyway, so Eddie became the salesman. And my, my brother told me recently was, if you can picture this, there'd be, you know, the tall mirror that a man would be standing in front of, you know, looking at himself when he had his suit on. And Eddie would be behind him. And the suit may have been two sizes too big. But, you know, Eddie was there, you know, kind of gently brushing the shoulder with one hand and sucking in the whole back of the suit. <laughs> at the same time, he'd say, perfect fit on you, sir. Perfect fit. That was Eddie. <laughs> oh, that's and, great. And then the other employee he had was um, a professional who used to come in and design his windows. Oh, so that was someone he actually employed, not just like a one-time thing? I think once a season, maybe, because wow. I remember seasonal displays. That's transition to marketing, because I think that's where it starts. So let's look at the logo, because let's start with the logo, and then I want to hear about the window design. You okay. have it, right? Nice. Milton Geller menswear. I love that. And you see the little pilgrim hat? Oh, wow. I never really put yeah. two and two together on that. That's great. That's yeah. great. And he had a slogan too. It was, I'm just looking it up from something I found on eBay that we'll talk about. It said, you're right in style. Mm. So who designed that logo? He hired someone? Yeah. Well, you know, I was too young to know all this. I wish he was, he's still here to ask him all these questions, but yeah, I mean, everything was professionally designed. You know, that logo, here's a hanger, and right there oh, is nice. the logo. So on his uh, bat, his uh, shopping bags was the logo. And, you know, he tried to do everything very high end. Yeah, so it sounds like marketing had a lot to do with his location on Main Street. Right. The logo feeling high end, the clothes being very fashionable focused on men only. And then he had these kind of giveaways that would come of everything, right? One was matches you could grab in the store that had the logo on yeah, it. Yeah, because don't forget, everyone smoked that in those days, including oh, my dad. 
Oh, wow. And I actually remember these ashtrays that were placed everywhere around the store. Oh, if interesting. You can imagine that. Wow. So, you know, a men's store these days with ashtrays everywhere. So he's got his Milton Geller matches, which are kind of like a free gift if you're in the store sort of thing. The hangers with the logo, the bags with the logo. And tell us about the employee that was designing the storefronts. So, you know, again, he would come in seasonally. And I know that dad advertised in the town newspaper, which was the Old Colony Memorial. I'm not sure that he really advertised that much. But if you think about the window displays, you know, like think of Barney's in New York City. Yeah. Really was the big thing because I remember as a child driving by, looking up at these fashionable windows and how the mannequins were dressed. I think that was the biggest thing for him. But there was one thing, and it all relates to window displays, that my brothers and I remembered that there was this very fancy hotel on the beach in um, Plymouth, part of Plymouth, Manamet, called the Mayflower Hotel. Everything, you know, was related to pilgrims. The hotel was gorgeous, and people would come from all over to stay there. It was an expensive place. So dad got the idea, maybe that clientele would come into town and come to a store. So how would he bring them in? So I guess maybe there were these window displays at the hotel and he would have his window designer go up there and create displays, obviously with the name of his store. You know, so it could be a display with a mannequin that would have on a bathing suit that would have a nice little jacket that was lined with terry cloth. And there might be on the floor of the display some white sand and a starfish with his logo. So that would draw people into town to his store. I love that. Yeah. It's like nowadays when you see something like that in a hotel, at least I kind of question it. I'm like, well, <laughs> who looks at that stuff, you know? But it sounds like that was really a draw as a way for him to get in front of this you know, high-end audience that was transient coming through. So he had that and he had Main Street on lockdown as the only men's clothes store in in town. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So that was the 1950s, really, right? Yes. So that's 70 years ago. And think about it. There were no malls. The earliest mall was half an hour away from Plymouth and it was the Braintree Mall. But there were that only started in like 1961, I think. So, So, you know, and then if you really wanted fashionable clothing, you had to like I remember going with my mother one time on a train into Boston to go to Filings at Jordan Marsh. Amazing. So, Mom, it's 2022. Have you bought anything online? Almost everything. (laughs) Right. Right. I have to say, I still love Main Street. But, you know, there's something between, I was thinking about it, Main Street and everything online, is places like Marshall's and TJ Maxx. And those parking lots are always full around here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But do you think that there's been like an evolution, right, where, sure, there's definitely in-person retail, but the idea of Main Street, right, just like you put up a store and people walk by and come in, like... Is there a a digital equivalent of that these days? Or is it just like the mall or Instagram or Amazon? Like, 
What do you think? Well, I was kind of thinking that influencers really accomplish what I think the store designer was trying to accomplish mm. is getting everyone to, you know, look at what they're doing, looking at fashion. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and maybe, you know, the certain, you know, high end lines online, but, you know, for things that are unique, I mean, you have Etsy, you know, true, um, true. But, you know, those are the kinds of things that I was thinking about. Yeah. So maybe Etsy feels more like the local main street and Amazon feels like the mall. Yeah. And then this Shopify, which is perfect. It's not an Amazon. It's not an Etsy. But Shopify is, you know, really, I think, really big with marketing for business. Amazing. So if grandpa was alive today, what do you think he'd say about the state of retail and just maybe like the idea of e-commerce in general, that you buy something from a phone and it shows up at your doorstep? Well, he used to say to me, you know, Carol, someday you'll be talking on the phone and you'll see the person. So yeah, he always coming up with these ideas. Like I remember he came up with um, blowing bubbles. Why does a bubble blower have to be this big. He thought of a big wand to blow bubbles, you know, which he never had produced, but of course they have them. So he was, you know, very forward thinking. And I think, honestly, the store, his optometric practice grew, it was fantastic. And then he closed the store. I think that it was probably too high end for the time. So if he had e-commerce, who would have been right on it. That's amazing. All right. Well, you heard it here. Carol Drabawi, Mama Drabawi, talking about influencers and retail in the 1950s. Thanks, Mom. This was so fun. It was fun. Thank you, Ben. All right. See ya.